What's up, everybody? What's up? Welcome back to another episode of It's Complicated, the podcast. I am one half of your dynamic duo. I'm Raina, and we have my co-host over there getting fired up, looking like Shadow Man, a dark man for the evening. What's up? What up, dog? Flint, Michigan, Northside, Sally Court, Barbara Drive, representative. Have, have no idea where those places are. You don't need to know. What they mean. mean Thank God. I'm grateful for that every single day. Thank you. You would survive in the main streets of Flint. I would survive. I would do very well. I'm versatile like that. What's going on? How was your day? How was your week? Catch our listeners up to what's going on. My week sucked. I lost a very, very uh, resilient, strong black woman that I highly respected and she um she went to glory and it's tough because i've known this woman since i was a kid you know from my church days at the greater holy temple god in christ flint michigan door highway and uh did i just give a shout out to my church i did that's my that's my home church but um yeah she went on she preceded us and um tough she died of COVID, so i know Y'all boy Biden out there telling y'all not to wear a mask, but don't listen to that nigga. He tried to get Anita Hill. You know what I'm saying? He put her, he put her on Capitol Hill and made her look bad. So keep y'all mask on because we don't know what the fuck they telling us is true or not. So the governor of North Carolina did make an announcement today that he is officially saying that no mask, doing away with the mask. In certain places, you still have to wear a mask, but doing away with the social distancing, all of it. I'm like, I'm good. People died. People died of Corona this today. Don't take y'all mask. I don't care if you got the shot. Well, so I think that's the craziest thing. So to say, hey, you don't have to wear your mask if you vaccinated. We we going on the honor system here. What we doing? You know you can't trust the government, let alone the people that support the people that put them in their positions I'm, of authority. Yeah. Like you, 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 you trust the senators, the congressmen. Look, the these governors. Are the, these are the same people pumping gas and putting them in the plastic bags in the back of their trunk. I'm supposed to trust y'all with my life? No. You know what's crazy? Like y'all <laughs> gas over there. Y'all gas over there. I guess you know y'all had a cyber attack. And um, our gas over here been like four. I pay four forty three a gallon. Well, see, I yeah. don't. I think I looked today. Diesel was like two ninety nine, and regular was two eighty nine. All um, of us don't have a Range Rover. You wrong for that. <laughs> um, some of us use got regular cars that use gas. Every car uses some type of energy to make what you drinking over there so i have my concoction of a margarita i have look at you got short nails that's good let me tell you something so i went to to go to work today huh it's not for work all you niggas went back to work now y'all gotta cut y'all nails last week at the gym i put a weight back on the weight rack 
caught two nails and pinched a finger. I think I caught two nails one day. The next day I pinched a finger. So that was three nails in the gym. I was putting together a coat rack downstairs in the basement, caught another two. I said, you know what? <laughs> I, don't, I don't think I'm coordinated enough to keep these nails on. So I said, well, let me go get a manicure, keep them, you know, nice and polished and maybe some decorations. But me and these short nails, mm -mm. <laughs> I heard done too much. And I want to kind of start doing some, not home repairs, but I want to kind of start doing a few things at home. Is that new? And what we drinking over here? Shout out to all my Mexican niggas. I don't even know. Can you use those two words in the same sentence? Mexican niggas, yeah, they low, they they actually a class lower than niggas. We keep to I know, keep because we came over here. We got you know what I'm saying we got stolen and came over here on the boat. They just took the shit from their ass. So they you know what I'm saying they just took the shit from them. So, <laughs> and nobody take I, Africa. I told you you need to try the Casa Azul. Well, you know, I'm doing bad. I know I how no, much. I got no car. I'm on a podcast with no car. <laughs> Your life is don't don't let our viewers. His life is not that bad. If y'all need to send me a cash app, I can go ahead and. Y'all slide in the DM, taking all yeah. donations. Obama will appreciate it. Mm. You don't have enough sliding your DMs. I ain't got no action. This podcast ain't put you on the map. Mm -mm. Ain't no old base came back be like, "Hey, big head." Mm -mm. Oh, no, nobody. Cool. You know, I let you control the podcast stuff. I don't advertise it. It would be nice if you did. We could double our fan base just like that. I'm getting there. Appreciate you. you know. So what's right. up in the world of all your friends that watch the show? Anybody got any new drama? Any questions? We don't have no new drama, but there is some drama going on in social <laughs> and in reality TV. I was like, oh, we got to discuss this. I hadn't said that to you about all week. Have you seen or have you heard of the whole drama with Portia Williams from The Real Housewives of Atlanta? What she do? So I got a so, meme, but I didn't, I didn't know what it meant. So, so I was like, obviously, this, this is, is something I don't this know. This is what about. happened. She was something on about show. her supposed to be somewhere, but be with somebody else or not. Nah, so I don't know. I didn't under, I didn't even fucking understand it. So this past season, there was a girl named Fallon. Mm -hmm. Fallon was not a full-time cast member, but a friend of the show. So she actually had this party, this Halloween party at her house. Fallon was married to a man named Simon. He's an African. I can't pronounce his last name, so I'm not going to butcher it on this podcast. We'll just call him Simon O. Simon O and Fallon were married. I don't know how many years they were married, but... Two niggas were married? Two black people, yes. Two men? No, Fallon is a girl, very beautiful girl. Oh, Simon, Simon O, uh, he's an African entrepreneur, apparently very wealthy, very well off. I think, right? So I'm going back to some past episodes, but I Africans didn't. be having some money, don't they? 
I think he is an entrepreneur behind one of those muscle relaxing machines. So like I have the, um, wait a minute. I have it. She married to an African guy. Um, what is this? I had the Theragun, right? Mm-hmm. I I think Simon invented another product similar to Theragun, or he's behind it or something, because I think I heard them talking about it on the show. Nevertheless, filed from the filed for divorce from Fallon in January. At some point. He and Portia Williams begin dating. She says they were dating for a month. Following a month of dating, he proposed to her. Now they're engaged. So the scandal was so. What happened was first she announced that they. So were now Portia together. is engaged to the new dude. So yeah, to the girl that was on the Housewives of Atlanta, she's engaged to. Her soon-to-be ex, so they're still going through the divorce proceedings. So Portia came out. I seen that meme and I didn't know what it mean. I know the fuck it mean. Portia came out with a statement, and the statement alluded to, "Hey, I know the optics seem bad, but me and Fallon were not friends. Me and Simon O or Simon O and I, we developed a courtship. It was love. It was deep. It's nothing I've ever felt before. Blah blah blah. Don't judge me." So, of course, you know, social media, she going to get judged. So, of course, you know, the Twitterverse, Black Twitter, Black IG, Black Facebook, whoever, dug up all the old pictures of her and Fallon out partying, you know, scenes from Real House of Atlanta. was like, how you not her friend, but y'all out taking pictures? So, th- that's the tea. Like, Portia all- already has a reputation for being a little bit ditzy. A little bit questionable in her loyalty and her friendship to, you know, the other women in her life. So this leads me to be like, is this really just a a thing of all is fair and love and war? Right. That's the saying. Is Portia wrong for accepting his proposal or even dating him? So let's do this. Shout out to us for being some good-looking niggas on this podcast, and we giving y'all this <laughs> podcast, okay? We could be two ugly motherfuckers out here. You know what I'm saying? Like, we could be two ugly people talking to y'all. I know my lighting ain't good, but goddamn, my light on my beard is fresh as a motherfucker, ain't it? Shout out to my barber. Will the barber and motherfucking Lancaster, nigga. My line, dope. What you say about Portia Ho ass? <laughs> was was she wrong? I mean, her and the girl fell in. How deep we gonna get on this? Are we getting real deep or we just talking shit? You know, I wanna, you know, we have Portia, but then we also have Sam Cook. He did some of the same thing along another lines. So here got my here got my outlook on this. Okay. You know. I am not one to support fucking with other people, people. You know what I'm saying? Like, if they separated, mm-mm. you know what I mean? Like, no. Mm-hmm. So, I feel like when you go barking up that tree of other people's relationships, you get whatever coming to you. You know? So, 
whatever, you know, Portia may think she cool and winning right now, but you know, do those relationships really last at the end of the day? You know what I'm saying? Do like, you know what I mean? Like, do they really last the people that you cheat with? Like, those are like, how could you cheat with somebody and then look at them and be like, you the person I love, you know what I mean? Like you, I trust you. Well, so I don't know because he had officially filed for divorce. I don't know that she considers that cheating. My perspective on it is number one, Portia has said before, you know, when she met Dennis, which is the father of her daughter, Pilar, she, she kind of targeted, targeted, targeted him to be the father of her child. So when they were having sex, she knew it was a chance for her to get pregnant. She met Dennis. He showed interest in her. He was an entrepreneur. So he's like the, the CEO of the hot dog factory right in georgia mm-hmm. they franchise with myself very wealthy he's an entrepreneur and so portia was like i knew what i she said this i knew what i was doing i he didn't have no kids he had money oh I, that was gonna be baby daddy right mm-hmm. so she set out to say you know kind of be like i was letting him shoot the club up on purpose like Got i that nigga. kind of and it didn't work out. He had cheated on her several times. And then, you know, they just could never get back on the same page. Because mm-hmm. I think he proposed to her once. He cheated on her. He left. It was a whole saga. Proposed to her for a second time. Cheated on her again. Like, it was a continuation. So, didn't work. But still very active in a child's life. Um, still around. So, she essentially found her another millionaire, whatever he is. Um why we and, can't find a millionaire? Because I look better than a lot of these niggas that's with these rich women, but they with these ugly motherfuckers. Okay. You know what? I'm glad you said that. So you hold that thought because I do want to come back to that. So now and if you get with a millionaire, you know, slide your boy some. Honey. In the secret account. Yeah. <laughs> if I get with a millionaire and he that slow, he not going to catch... <laughs> Nevertheless, well, okay, so I'm not gonna wait. I'm gonna go ahead and go to the next subject because I like how you set this up. Could you date a woman and consider marriage that was more successful, made more money, had a higher quality of life, and you gonna put up with her? So, put up where do you, with her. No, where yeah. do you fit in their relationship? She's making money. She said, "Oh, what you make, you keep it for our vacation money, right?" <laughs> you keep yourself when we want to go on vacation. Do what you want to I do. Might not, just- I might fuck it up, babe. You, you're gonna have to give me something a little lighter than vacation. No, no, your money is for <laughs> vacation. Say, oh, I gotta know, say, where the fuck we going? Two weeks out of the no. year. We going two weeks? Yes, yeah, so- like thirty grand. It don't matter. I'd rather that's, pay fucking bills. That's all I'm asking you to do. That's all you. That's all you're asking grand. you is take mm, care of save vacation. all year. Mm, I gotta say, I can barely. I can't say that. Wouldn't know that. We're not even doing that now. But you not. But she is the breadwinner. She's financially got everything taken care of, right? I'm gonna have more shit to buy than if I got to use all my money for what I want to do. I'm not gonna have no extra money because I'm gonna have new things I'm used to. 
what are new things you're used to? Like, say you got a woman. She was like, I'm, I'm going to take care of the house. You know, I got the big stuff. Your money is for our vacation. That's all you have to worry about, right? I'm going to tell her I might be a little short. Might need you to pick me up a little bit. But anyway. No, no, no. That's all she's giving you vacation, right? Can you handle that, you know, she's not asking you about where money goes. She's just like, you know, I make the money. I'm, I'm delegating. I'm paying what needs to be paid. She's not checking with you. And say one day she makes this extravagant purchase. You'd be like, hey, where that come from? She'd be like. Who, who paid the bills? She is. I'm not, I'm not questioning her about shit. So you can stay there and just let her take care of everything. Hell yeah. I'm tired of being responsible. You tired of being responsible? How long have you been being responsible? I'm gradually building up to being my own person. I understand but, that, but you make but it seem like we four, well, <laughs> six decades in and you've been... <laughs> I'm just saying, I should be good at it, but you know what I'm saying? I'm just, you know, just getting there. I get it. I get it. I mean, I get what you're saying. Makes totally perfect sense. So you can be with somebody that makes more money than you. Hell the fuck yeah. So the first time she say, I bought a, this, what you I got? I don't care. Then? I don't give a fuck. I'm oh. Like, you know what I'm going to tell her? You ever been to boot camp? You understand on it? Yeah, exactly. Who give a fuck who bought it? My mail come here. We bought it. Mm -mm. You, that, you know what? That statement will have me see red. If I'm in a relationship and we both in the house, whatever our contribution, I got to hear that. Well, I bought this, nigga. It's over. <laughs> Don't don't you ever throw what you bought into my face in my face, especially well, if I know, know that's what women do. That that's a, I mean, men do it, but you know, women can get away with it. Get away with what? Saying shit like that. You become a lot. You're becoming a lot more lenient and forgiving in your old age. I feel like at one time. Younger yeah, Chris wouldn't have taken all that. He wouldn't have. Oh, you slowing down. I know. Oh, goodness. Crocs and all, huh? Got a fucking medicine cabinet full of Viagra. <laughs> VA keeps sending it. <laughs> <laughs> you say some wild stuff. What? You telling me that the male listeners on this show don't have Viagra? I don't know what they have. I don't uh, know. They need it. I got it. DM me. I got good prices. Oh, my gosh. I got them 100 milligrams. <laughs> you got to fucking cut them bitches up. <laughs> you know what? I will tell you something. If I ever thought I was worried about you and being transparent on this show, nigga. <laughs> You get on here and well, say, you know, I tell oh. the truth. <laughs> tell the truth. People know me. If you know me, they know I'm going to tell the, the truth. You know what I mean? And shout out, hopefully, my nephew watching. Shout out my nephew, motherfucking Quintus. Motherfucking Quintus Carpenter. Where's your. Goddamn. He in Jackson, Mississippi. Mm -hmm. He down there with his wife. Shout out to her. All right. 
right. Shout out Jackson, Mississippi. Mm-hmm. We FaceTimed yesterday. Oh, that's dope. We did for about a fucking hour. Look at you reconnecting with your family. You know, because he had reached out to me a couple of times and, you know, my hand was fucked up for that time. Uh-huh. And then so another time I was doing something. And I'm like, what this month? You know, like I wasn't trying to like not talk to him, but I was, I'd be doing shit. And I, you know, I don't mm-hmm. know when to call people back. So I'm like, if they want something, they'll call me back shit or they'll message. And, you know, so yesterday I was out cutting the grass and, um, he, fake, he uh, messaged me, and I'm like, let me just stop. You know what I'm saying? Let me stop ignoring people. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Miss Cheeks then passed away. I'm like, I can't just keep going through this life being this way. I, you know what I mean? So I was like, let me answer. So I stopped what I was doing, talked to my nephew. You know, the boy had the biggest smile on his face. You know what I mean? Like, he like a little boy talking to me. Like, And he told me, he was like, oh. He's like, you remind me of granddaddy so much, just the way, you know, you held me down when I was, you know, you know, he was incarcerated. You know, mm-hmm. fuck the system, the systemic white oppression is fucking system that target black men that's trying to take care of themselves that don't have an opportunity. Oh, it was that nephew. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. He got he married? He did. He got a good wife, too. Good wow, wife. that's so nice. Got a, good, got a good southern woman. You know what I'm saying? But she she I could tell like she's a good, strong southern woman, but she like she like she know how to like support a man. Like you could tell, you know what I mean? So like I'm glad that he got a woman like that because you know he didn't get certain things that he needed as a young, you know, a child. So uh-huh. like she can help with that. So it's like just to see that he has that, you know what I mean? It's like I'm like I told him, I don't even worry about him no more. Like I used to worry about him all the time. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. But like now, like I don't even worry about him no more. And it's like, you know, he a little bit, you know, still, you know, he, he's still an Estes man. You know, they fucking crazy. But <laughs> <laughs> I could tell that, you know what I'm saying? He fighting between becoming who he, who he think he can be compared uh-huh. to who he has always been so like he's in a you know what i'm saying he kind of fighting who to be i got so i'm it. glad he got a good woman you know she actually reached out to me i got to get back up with him but you know i'm glad that he got a good woman that that can um she i could tell that she right for him hopefully That's... his silly ass don't fuck it up you know you gotta send him some encouraging words keep him on the right path. I think that's awesome that he has somebody to support him and help him. It's been rough. It's rough when you're incarcerated and having to deal with that. Now you're you know, out. And he was at um Park Parkham uh penitentiary in, in, in Mississippi in the Delta. So uh-huh. it's like the worst fucking prison in the world. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like you remember Jay-Z and them put the money together to do a documentary about how you know they was getting all killed in there and wasn't nothing being done. You know, they just killing each other. Oh, right? that was the prison that they did the that's where he was at. Yeah. Yeah. So I told him, I said, if you can come out of there, because he always be like, Unc, you been to the war, using the military, nigga. Nigga, they was giving us shit. You know what I'm saying? Like you had to survive amongst people right now. You know what I mean? It's different. Yeah. That's a different type of different kind of animal, you know what I'm saying? Turn you to, that shit turn you to a fucking animal. I ain't yeah. never been 
that. So, like I told him, like I'm proud of him, and you know, if you can come from that shit, you mm-hmm. can do anything. You can do anything you want to do in this life. Yeah. You know. So. No, that's good. Shout out to all the real niggas that didn't fucking rape a kid or fucking hurt an old person. Shout out to the niggas that's locked behind bars that just got caught with some weight, had to offer pussy nigga. Or motherfucking just got caught at the wrong place at the wrong time. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to you niggas behind the walls. Because that's who we all try to fucking emulate as a real nigga. So, you know what I'm saying? Shout out to the real niggas on the yard. Not had to offer pussy nigga. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes you got to offer pussy nigga. Because, you know what I'm saying? Every, they think shit's sweet. Not that I'm condoning violence on this show. I'm a lover. I ain't got to. Hey, I haven't been in a fight in a long fucking time. Mm. If I do get in one, God damn it, you better be an MMA motherfucking. <laughs> you better know MMA. Because if you don't fuck, if you just a regular motherfucker, I'm going to beat your motherfucking ass. I'm going to take out some aggression that I should have took out somewhere else. And I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to disconnect your goddamn job off board. I'm Come just on. mad right now. Bring bring it on back. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. Reel it on back in. Reel it on back in. All right. Well, shout out to you know your nephew. Quintus. Quint. Motherfucking Quint. That nigga shout a real out. gangster, too. He a real shout gangster. Out. Shout out to Quint. You know, best of luck to you. Post incarceration. Best of luck to you in your marriage and just rebuilding. You're building your future. I'm not gonna say. Shout out to and shout out to my little niece. Shout out to my little niece's daughter. Shout out to them. They all they kids. Okay, it's a family Mm -hmm. affair. I love it. I motherfucking right. Motherfucking hey, we die about that shit. Don't disrespect my family. Don't do not disrespect my family. Do not. Okay, don't disrespect. I don't give a fuck if you 80 years old or fucking five. Don't disrespect my family because I I don't disrespect my body family. Don't disrespect my fucking family. I'm family too, so y'all don't disrespect me either. Right, (laughs) second generation though. I'm talking about that first year that that blood. Don't you do it? Don't you fucking do it? All right. Or it seems like I don't care definitely... if I, I don't even care if I don't talk to him for 10 years. Yes, cousin, sir. Hey, my cousin Tyra can call me. She don't even talk to me. My cousin Tyra called me and she told me she got a problem. I get right down. I, I don't even know how to get around in fucking New Jersey. I be there in a heartbeat. Thank you. Um uh... This definitely family over everything. Appreciate you. All right. Um, you seem to be very reflective this week. You know, Miss Cheeks passed away. That shit hurt me. That shit hurt Miss Cheeks is she's an evangelist. You know what I mean? She was very well known in Flint, Michigan. Very well known. She spent her, you know, a she retired out of GM, you know, she, she was just a very well-respected, very strong, 
very kind. She knew how to handle you and not be, she just knew how to handle people. You know what I mean? Like she could be one way with some people and then uh-huh. be another way with, you know what I mean? Like she knew how to handle so many different type of people. And she made everybody feel like, you know, they was her child or her, you know what I mean? Everybody, yeah. you know, everybody. So, uh, like, I don't even know if I fully processed it because she just meant so much to, as far as like looking out for my mom and me and my brother, you know, when we had her, like she just, she opened, you know what I mean? She's just a good person, you know what I mean? So I just, my heart just goes out because it's, so I look, love Miss Cheeks. I love Miss Cheeks. I don't want to glaze over this because I think what you're talking about is very significant. I'm so, another drink. Did the last one day. Do you what um what advice or what process have you been going through this week to kind of process her passing and you know reflecting on your life and what that means to you? I think it's very important. Like I like when you kind of talk about your process of dealing with things. And you said before on the show that you kind of battle with depression and just what that means. What's been your process this week and have you been able to kind of push forward um, and, you know, in dealing with the passing of Miss Sheik, somebody who was very, you know, significant in your life? So the one thing, like, you know, I'm a very intuitive person. Like I feed off of energy. So like, say, for example, if you have a bad day or you come at me a certain way, mm-hmm. I ain't going to, it's going to automatically make me like that. You know what I mean? <laughs> so like that's how I am. So because Miss Cheeks was just such a she had such a loving heart. Mm-hmm. You know, I know a lot of times when people die, the first thing everybody wanna say is how good they were. Mm-hmm. You know, and I know she wasn't perfect, you know what I mean? I know she wasn't, but she was perfect enough for who she was and what she meant to everybody. She was that, you know, whatever her flaws or imperfections may have been, like her qualities were one of, you know, like, for example, Soul Food came out in what year? The movie. You remember the movie Soul Food? I don't remember. I'd have to look it up. Okay. Look that shit up. All right. But keep talking about it, though. So we was doing that before the movie fucking ever came out. And what I'm doing saying what? is, like, so... So like our church, so I remember this is my earliest, I have earlier memories of church, but uh-huh. my earliest memory of the church, the Greater Holy Temple is like during the 91, 92, during the Gulf War. So my uh-huh. uncle was in the Navy and it was during the Gulf War. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, granted, that wasn't even a real fucking war, but, <laughs> you know, back then everybody thought that shit was the worst thing ever. Yeah. So we used to go to... um to, you know, support group at the church. So mm-hmm. if you had a family member that was there, it was like, you know, oh God, you know what I mean? You mm-hmm. don't do that shit no more. I was in fucking Afghanistan and Iraq. You don't even have that shit no more. This is a real fucking, compared to the golf fucking war, can't believe it. They had candles and everything. They was out there praying every night, every week. You think they did that shit when I was deployed? I think maybe. I'm just saying, like, it was different. That I remember going to that as a child but yeah. I'm saying like now, you know, people don't even do stuff like that. You know what I mean? Because yeah. it's so like ingrained that that's part of the world. 
But anyway, we were going to this church in 91, 92. So like on Sundays, we would rotate who would cook. So Mm -hmm. this is, you know, one Sunday it'd be at our house. Mm -hmm. The next Sunday it'd be at Miss Itson's house. And Mm -hmm. then one Sunday it'd be at Miss Cheek's house. Uh So all their kids, you know what I'm saying? Like fucking, I can't even remember the fucking name. Kita, fucking her brother, Asha, you know, like Eric. We all was like, even Shantae, even though she's a little older than us, like we all was like forced to be fucking, we called ourselves cousins and we were never even real cousins, you know what I'm saying? But that's mm-hmm. how close we were. Yeah. Because we spent that much time together. And I was telling Keisha the other day, I was telling her what happened and she was like, you know, she was trying to remember. And I'm like, Asha, mom. And she was like, I said, Asha been to your house in Blue Island when we was younger. She was like, damn, was that her? I'm like, yeah. So Mm -hmm. Asha was traveling with us out of town back (laughs) with even without her mother, with my mother, back when Keisha and them lived in Blue Island. You know how long ago that's been? Yeah. That was like, man, that was over 30 years ago. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. That's how long that's been. So that's how long I've known Miss Cheeks, mm-hmm. Asha. You know what I'm saying. Like they like, they like my fam. Like to me, they are my family. You know what I mean. Like yeah. it's not even a, it's not nothing other than we are family. You know, what I mean? it's not even a question. Yeah, got you know? it. So, yeah, how have I dealt with it? Because mm-hmm. I know her heart. I know that she was, you know, of the ministry. Uh-huh. I know that uh, she was anointed and, you know, she will always be on Facebook. <laughs> you know, we always talk about old people on Facebook because he's like, tell old ass off Facebook. <laughs> and Miss Cheeks will, all, you know, that's what she would just always say something. You know what I mean? But it's like, I always made sure that, you know what I'm saying? I either commented or like, you know what I mean? Just, and she'd be like, hey, nephew, looking good. You know, keep it up. She all always encourage me mm-hmm. always you know what i'm saying even more than maybe my own aunt sometimes you know what i'm saying like always encourage me and i'm not saying yeah. they don't but she had a more active role in my day-to-day you know life than you know my family yeah is. so it's like you know but i know her heart and i know that she wouldn't want me to be sad you know what i mean okay. like the, i i know her and that's not how she would want me to be so because i know how she is it pushes me to, you know what I'm saying, to, okay, like, even when they posted her, you know, the little uh, meme, not a meme, but, you know, her little the announcement of her service, mm-hmm. I couldn't even look at it. I couldn't look at it. Really? Yeah. I couldn't even look at it. When, as soon as Asha texted to me, I was like, this shit hurt. I was like, this hurt. And, you know, that's her fucking daughter. And I'm sitting here acting like, you know what I'm saying, it bothered me more than it. That's her mother. Yeah. And I'm like, and, you know, we've had conversations about, you know, even things about them. So it's like, I, you know what I mean? Like, I I, I lost my father before, and I know mm-hmm. how I feel to lose a parent, but I can sit here and tell you, like, this shit is really, you know, death hurts anybody. Mm-hmm. But I think it's really eating her up because she lived with her mother. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they've had a lot of, you know, they've been close her whole life. Mm-hmm. She's always been a part of her mother's life. So 
I know Asha hurting real bad. Like I know she is. Do you think it's causing you? Cause you said something that I think is important, right? Mm -hmm. Um, like thinking about Miss Cheeks and everything that she meant to you, and now having to process that, you know, she has served her time on Earth. Do you reflect on like how you felt like when you lost one of your parents, like? Do you kind of go back to that? Because sometimes when something happens, like you want to compare it to something. Yeah. Right. So, not to interrupt you, but. Oh, no, go ahead. I remember every part of from the phone call, from the night of not me being able to sleep, uh-huh. to the phone call of my mother telling me my dad had passed away. Mm-hmm. I remember the drive to Georgia. Mm-hmm. I remember a car flipping over in front of me. I stopped, helped them get out the car, made sure they was good. This got happened back in my car. on the way to Georgia? On my, on my way to Georgia to, you know, to bury my dad. I That happened. Like, I, I was so numb to it. Like, I watched a whole car do about 50 fucking turnovers right in front of me. And What's I got out crazy the way. Is- and I stopped, uh-huh. got out and helped them, and got back in my car and drove and act like shit didn't happen. So I remember, <laughs> not to interrupt you, I remember you telling me that story separately. Like you just told me that part of it. I didn't realize it was you on your way. It was me on my way. The same day I found out, I went to Georgia. The same day. And this happened. So it's like, and even when I get there and they want to, like, they want, you know, to show the body and I, I didn't want to see them. Mm-hmm. The first time I saw him was at the wait in Georgia. We had a wait in Georgia, and then we had the funeral in Mississippi. Mm-hmm. And so, as soon as, like, me and my brother, we waited to go in. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, we were, we, I didn't, we didn't, we waited. And it, I'm talking about as soon as I went through the door, mm-hmm. I fucking, I felt my heart drop out of my fucking body. Like, I, like, yeah. I felt my soul leave, like, I seen my dad laid in a casket and like um, my whole, like everything inside of me, like I just, I, I'm, if I remember correctly, I think I like, like kind of like fucking lost my, you know what I'm saying? Like I almost went down mm-hmm. and I regained my composure and I was just like, it was the hardest thing that I've ever had to experience in my life today is why mm-hmm. seeing my dad sitting in that casket and, um, I don't think it's nothing you ever, it, it is, you never get over losing a parent. And uh-huh. I don't think you, you know, you never get over losing a child. Like you, you never get past it. Yeah. Um, anytime it's my dad's birthday or father's day, like I get sad. And yeah. I just remember like growing up, my mother, my mother, she didn't really like mother's day. And I never knew why. Mm-hmm. Because she lost her mother. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it's like that shit bothers you. And you know, Asha, she lost her dad a month prior to losing her mother. Yeah, that's tough. So she lost both her parents in the same fucking year back to back. You know what yeah. I mean? Like, we can't even love on her enough. Yeah. Cause she's and she already the way she is, you know. She already so it's like, hmm, it's tough. But um, you know, I st- I try to stay busy mm-hmm. and I try to you know, when I go through my little battles of my day and my first world problems, 
I just try to remember somebody less fortunate than I am. And okay. I'm really complaining about nothing. And I come drink this good liquor and smoke these good trees. You know what I'm saying? And do this motherfucking show with you. <laughs> Shout out to my line, though. You know what I'm saying? My shit is fucking together, nigga. <laughs> well, you definitely have to make sure you give your barber. I'm getting skinny, barber. too. You see me getting skinny. Y'all see me getting skinny. I'm coming. So it- is this you thirst trapping? You always talking about Hell me. Nah, y'all. You see, hey, that face looks small, don't it? But I'm saying, is this you? Huh. Is is this huh. your official advertisement for your <laughs> hot boy hot summer? Hot boy summer. And I've been hot hard fucking my life. I don't need a fucking Ain't random you. ass summer to be hot. Ask <laughs> mm. <Act> about me. Hmm. <laughs> Haven't you? Well, um, did I answer your question though? You did. I was gonna say thank you for sharing that. Um, I ain't letting you talk much today. I'm in my feelings. That's you know okay. I always say I'm light skinned. I'm light skinned. <laughs> in my fucking feelings this week. Whenever you want to, you know, contribute to the show, I always tell you we can do a Chris takeover because it's important and I love those moments of vulnerability that you give to our listeners because I think it's people that can very much identify with the same feelings that you have or trying to process them. So it's just always good to know that you love know, on your people. Love, love on your fucking people. If you have an issue with your mama, I don't give a shit what she did. Just go love on her. No, I mean you gotta fuck with her, but love on her. If your daddy ain't shit and ain't never paid child support, guess what? He is one of fucking millions of niggas <laughs> that ain't paid child support. <laughs> so guess what? Just love on your daddy because we dying fast. We dying very fast. You know, life in general, life is short. Tomorrow is not guaranteed. And so I just think it's, you know, important, like, you know, tell the people you love, you love them. Like, you know, every morning I let the kids out of school, I'm like, love you. Even if you don't say it back because you're embarrassed, I don't care. I love you because you just. Yeah, teach them that love because you don't want them to be like us. You don't know. You don't know when the last time that you will see a person. And I always say, I never want to have regrets. Um, So that's why I think as I get older, I'm learning to follow my heart. I think we talked about this last week about following your heart and your mind. Mm -hmm. And so I, I even look like, I think I'm happy to say the only regret that I've ever had was not spending a semester abroad when I was in undergrad, right? Something I wanted to do. I had friends that did it. One friend went to Namibia, Africa. One friend spent a semester abroad in the UK. And so I think I'd gotten scared or whatever the case may be. Uh, And so that's kind of the only regret. Like, I think I take chances. I think I have a tendency, you know, just to roll a dice or just, hey, go for it. I know one time a friend, um, two friends and I, we went to Dominican Republic for vacation. 
Or maybe it was, I don't know. I think that's where, and we just, we used to, we jokingly would just holler YOLO. Because I think it was popular back then, but it was just really about, it's hey. popular now. You know, we really had fun and we just did everything we wanted to do. And, you know, life is short. And so that's why I just encourage people, hey. You get tell those PPP loans. Life's don't, short. Don't do Break that. Break your nigga off. Break your nigga off. Don't do that. Don't. <laughs> don't I'm, trying do that. To go to, I'm trying to go to the Louis store. Don't do you. that. Don't do that. You know, I still. So this is the thing. Shout out I to st- baby. I still want to. Oh gosh, I still want to live a life of integrity. I want a life of character because you know I know the mark that I want to leave. I know the legacy that I want to live. Leave, but I also want to just like take chances. I don't ever want to say, "Well, what if? What if I didn't say this? What if I didn't take this chance?" You know, my opinion, the worst thing somebody gonna say is no, or you know. Not this time. And so a lot of things I'm like, this is what I want. I want this thing. And so I may not get it today, but I want it. And I'm a firm believer that, you know, God will put it in the in my path to get it. It's just a point. Um, <laughs> I mean, I'm not I'm not <laughs> dignifying that remark. I'll just say this. You think your baby daddy man you got a Range Rover? I think you being real messy. I'm just saying. <laughs> I don't know that. You know he, what I'm I don't know that he knows that I have. Is one. he coming on the show? I don't think he will be. Coming. Did you give him an invite? No, I don't think I will be uh-huh. given. So let's agree to this. You give <laughs> your ex an invite. I will give mine an invite to come on. <laughs> dumb, dumb. Come on the show. <laughs> so we'll do that. You know what? That would you be probably a great wish show. I was dead. I'm live and kicking and looking look, good, motherfucker. Look, look, look. How about mm-hmm. <laughs> you invite your ex and her her current oh, situation he come on too and then you know I, I, I i invite you know my, who i am my ex and his current hey, <laughs> hey i ain't du- i ain't hey i ain't ducking no fucking body <laughs> nobody <laughs> except for the game bangers i don't want no problem with no game bangers no game no game bangers and no mexicans no problem all the rest of you motherfuckers what you gonna do? Okay, so look, you I, I love when you like set stuff up. So one of the things I wanted to talk about, right? I saw this meme and it was like, so it was you've seen the meme with Kermit the Frog, and then he's looking at himself with like the evil Kermit the Frog, right? And so it says, Me, damn, I heard my ex's life is falling apart. Then it said, Savage me. The God we serve makes no mistakes. <laughs> I saw that. I was like, oh, we got to talk about that. Like, I don't even, You know what? I don't even feel like that. Like, okay. even though I talk shit, like, I don't even care. Like, I really don't even, like, I, if anything, like, I don't even, it doesn't even matter. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'll talk shit because that's how what I said. Like, I'm not going to sit here and be like, oh, you're a great person. You know, uh, I, that was the case, you know, wouldn't be on this podcast. But nevertheless, you know what I'm saying? I'm here where I am. So 
the end of the day, like I don't have a fucking opinion of you know what they doing or not. I don't care. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> I've even got information back to me, like I don't fucking care. So I will tell you this one thing. After I got divorced, like I longed for my ex to get remarried. Cause on my mind, I'm like, I know he was disappointed and I know he was hurt. One most importantly, because you know, marriage, if it doesn't work, it's like a failure, right? Mm -hmm. And a man who's an alpha male, who's a competitor, never wants to feel like they failed. And Mm -hmm. so, you know. That's true, that's me. Yeah, and so I realized, you know, our relationship had ran its course. There were some bumps in the road. It just, it, it was not going to work for me. And I felt like the best thing for me was to exit out of it. And so because of that, I was like, okay, let him find what he wants. Because I feel like if he got remarried and found somebody, it would make our co-parenting situation easier. Right? Mm -hmm. Because now you have somebody. You have somebody to love on you. You have that care. So you're not mad at me or you're not frustrated. You're not upset. So I was like, Lord, please let him find a good wife and get remarried. So I got a question Mm. for you. So you Uh think when people get with new people, they don't ever think about the person they used to be with, like they last, you know, they exes. You don't think they ever think about them again? I don't. I want to be unforgettable. Um, I don't know. I think. So is it hard to forget somebody that you were married to? Absolutely not. It's no. You know what? I don't think it is. I I think you were, I don't know. But what I'm saying is like, I don't think I've ever thought about, I don't know. Like, I don't know if I look at them and be like, this is the same shit Dum Dum did. Like, I don't no. know if I do that, but. So I will tell you, I'll be honest. I will tell you what I miss the most. He had a really big family, right? Really big family, Midwest. And that's something that I didn't have in my immediate family. So like it was my mom. She had a sister, two brothers. One sister passed away. Two brothers live in Colorado. They've just started to rekindle their relationship, but So she didn't have a bunch of people. So there are no cousins and things that I interact daily. On my dad's side, we had a big family. But as I got older, everybody moved away. Grandparents passed away. And so, you know, when I was living in Greensboro, my kids didn't have cousins. I didn't have girl cousins. I didn't have that. I didn't have a slew of aunts and uncles, et cetera. His family was huge. They were a close-knit family. And so I, I, just, I don't know if I told you this. So one of the last birthdays we celebrated together. So I think we didn't get a chance to celebrate. It was some milestone birthday of his. And we didn't celebrate it big because of the timing. And so one of the things that their family had implemented was the fact that, hey, every holiday, one of the cousins or a group of people, you host the family for your holiday. Our holiday was always Easter. 
Mm-hmm. And so this one particular year, the holiday fell on his birthday. And at this time, we had already started having issues. It was an arguing. It was a bickering. But I was like, it's still his birthday. His family is here. I want to do it big. So, you know, they came and spent, like, they all traveled from Ohio. So because they traveled, I cooked. And I think, where was he? I forgot. Every time we hosted the Easter, the meal was a replication of somewhere we had traveled to. So I think this year, that year, had we gone to Jamaica? I for, I forgot what it was. Or maybe he was living in Louisiana at that point. Maybe. Nevertheless, because one year I made a full feast of just Jamaican food, like all these recipes I had researched. But I think this year maybe we did like Cajun. So we did the crawfish, we, everything. So I cooked for like three and four days. His cousins came. We usually didn't want the aunts to have to cook. Long story short, food was cooked. You know, imagine how I cook now. I did that for the whole family. And his cousin, which were really still good friends, Shantae, she came, we cooked, we changed recipes. Long story short, because I wanted to make a big deal out of it, I hired a band. It was in Greensboro. And so we had this big elaborate thing and said, hey, y'all take him out, have birthday shots. So when he came back home, the garage door lifted and it was this live in-person band playing happy birthday. Like I had told everybody in the neighborhood, hey, we going to have a birthday party. You're welcome to come hang out. We're cooking out. And so it was big and extravagant. And it was just family and it was friends. And we danced all night. And I think that's the part of the marriage that I miss, like the family, the get togethers, you know, the being able to plan something for your spouse and just joy. And so when I think about it, like he and I just, it was too, it was too much to overcome at that point. Just even how our relationship got started and how it, you know, began to just progress or not progress. So I think some things like that, even though, you know, we don't have much of a co-parenting relationship now, those things you can't forget, like those memorable moments that were good times and that you made, you can't forget that. And so I think like, even if your ex has moved on, even if you moved on, there are still some good times because it was with like, that was your first marriage. That was your first time learning how to be married, be a couple, you know, being all that stuff. So it's like, do you Fuck all that shit? What you mean? Fuck all that. But you have to admit you don't forget that. Fuck it. It don't matter. You cannot tell me that there were not some good times that you don't that you can't forget or that you can't go back to, no matter how it ended, right? There had to be some good times, whether it was a photo, you know, this is us looking good together. Like, this is one thing I did, and I don't know if people do this. I destroyed, I'm not going to take that back. Any photo of he and I is no longer. Now, all the family pictures, I did because they were all framed, I passed those on to the kids. Cause I'm like, it was all four of us. 
Right. So I'm not going to do that, but I don't have any photos of us together. Uh, somewhere on YouTube is actually our engagement video. I, I don't know. It. No, you didn't. Yeah, I did. I don't know where it is. I don't know because it's not on my page, but there is the video of us getting engaged, how it happened, all that stuff. Uh, Cause it was filmed by one of his family members and put on YouTube. But you know, I feel like you can't gloss over that. You can't glaze over that. So you're telling me like, you don't have one good memory that, you don't hear a song or you don't see something that reminds you of this is one good memory we had or one good laugh that we shared. I find it hard to believe. And that ain't even no disrespect. I'm just being honest. Like I don't remember nothing but her leaving. And seeing so you her with the new nigga. You don't remember any you don't remember any good times. I, I remember seeing her at a party that we was invited to by the people that I fucking introduced her to. I seen her there with her new fucking nigga that she married to at a place where I fucking introduced her to the people that we, when we was together. I, that's all I remember. Okay. What a low class bitch, huh? No, wait a minute. I get that's all you remember, but can you say at some point, mm -hmm. it was, we had some good times. You ain't got to remember, but it wasn't all Firestone, hell, brim when you all were married. No, because I married a child. It doesn't matter. At some point, even leading up to marriage, there had to be some laughs, some. No, no. I fucking settled and I got what I deserved. <laughs> So do you do you have any any piece of memorabilia from her? No. Yes, she may have bought no. pictures. When I married her, she had $200 in her account. It don't matter. I was just as fucking pissed off to find that out as she told me. I was like, what? $200? <laughs> Bitch, you got $200? <laughs> That's all I remember. Don't marry me with no motherfucking $200. <laughs> God damn. <laughs> So don't sit here and tell me I need to be having these. No, I don't have no good memories. I mean, I. But it ain't no. I'm not sitting here trying to bad mouth her either. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I get like, it. Like I'm not trying to bad mouth her because <laughs> I, you know, ultimately I fucking picked her. <laughs> so you know what I mean. But that ain't no. Not you know. We different people now. Different times. So you know. Things would be different if had we had met later. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe it would have been different, but it wasn't. We was younger. I was yeah. who I was. She was who she was. Yeah. But no, I don't have no like. Oh damn. She. I mean, I will say this. Uh -huh. I did realize after she left how much housework she did. I didn't <laughs> know what she did until she left. I said, "Damn, her fucking ass do do shit." Because man. I didn't know where nothing was, you know what I'm saying? Like I had to wash clothes. I was like, damn. We'll so see. she did do that. I, there, I never gave her credit for that. Okay. So, so know, I if think she ever I think watched that... this video on YouTube or a fucking square head ass granddaddy nigga looking that old ass nigga she married, see this shit. <laughs> <laughs> 
Yo. <laughs> I appreciate you fucking doing all that shit. I do. We'll see. Okay. You did the best you could. So I'll take that. So you do recall some favorable contributions. Even if you yeah, realize you know, that I didn't give her, you know, I didn't give her credit for it then because you know I was I was narrow-minded. I was I was just a young Marine, you know what I mean? But mm-hmm. you know, my dad passed when I was young, so I didn't really have a lot of male influence to you know keep me, you know, to, to make me think logically. So, you know what I mean? Like to 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 betterment of her, you know, she ended up in a probably a better situation because I wasn't even you know, who I needed to be to be in that situation. So it worked out for the best. But mm-hmm. yeah, I don't remember nothing good. I remember I had $60,000 when we met. I had the fucking $200 she came into the marriage with. <laughs> yeah, so you said fucking... $60,200. <laughs> you tell me who was fucking good for who. <laughs> yeah. Who was the bad person? Well, you know... You know, to become one was yours was hers, was hers was yours. She, you no. know, she put you 60,000 plus. Yeah. Seemed like she should have came with a dowry. Her parents didn't say, hey, this is five grand. Thanks for nah, taking her man. off my hands. You know, unfortunately, she must have mm-hmm. got a gene that her parents didn't give her because she had some outstanding parents. Mm-hmm. Like her parents, you know what I mean? Like, I haven't talked to her mom in a long time, but you know, we we used to talk for a very long time after you know me and her was divorced. So, like, mm-hmm. her, she has good parents. Like, she, had, she come from good stock. I, I didn't know what the fuck happened to her, but you know, she she had good parents. So that was interesting. What what did you get, or what did she benefit from? Like talking to her mom afterwards after the marriage was over you know i think when you trying to you know what i was trying to do is trying to i was trying to go back and fix something that was been broken for a long time and i didn't realize it Mm -hmm. but you know like talking to her mom you know i just thought it would get through to her you know i mean because i was very confused and you know just i was just a very you know i had ptsd early in you know, that shit wasn't treated or managed and, you know, I didn't know how to deal with it. Mm-hmm. She probably was just, you know, tired of seeing all my emotions all over the place. Mm-hmm. You know, this happened like about a year after I came back from Afghanistan. Okay. You know, from the time that I got back to a year, we were separated. All that had happened. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, you know, it's just things that, you know, as you older, you could say, you know, maybe had, you know, counseling, things like that, mm-hmm. that help, you know, but I was hard-headed. You couldn't tell me shit back then. Do you think her mom was talking to you like, you know, and comforting, or do you think she was like, was she mom, trying to facilitate? She was trying, she was trying to keep this crazy fucking Marine from fucking going somewhere and doing something that I would be in behind bars for right now. That's okay. what she was doing. I get it. So she saved her daughter. She saw all of that. She knew I was a crazy motherfucker. She saved her daughter. 
Did you ever talk to her dad? You know what? Her dad, I hate that. Like, her dad was a, you know, cool dude, real laid back. Uh huh. I actually used to be like, damn, I don't know how he remains so calm about everything, you know, because he's mm-hmm. such a calm guy. Mm-hmm. He just didn't, you know, he nothing really ruffled his feathers. Like, nothing, I had never seen him get mad before, mm-hmm. you know. So, yeah, I had a lot of respect for her father, but you know what he told me? What? He was like, don't let her break you. And I was like, why would this man tell me this? You know what I mean? He told you that before you got married or early in the marriage? Yeah, he, told, he told me that fucking like early. He told me, don't let her break you. That's what he told me. Her own daddy told me that shit. Really? Mm-hmm. So do you okay. think, and I think we've talked about this and I don't remember everything. Do you think they knew that this would probably happen or she would? No, they just, I think they knew that they had been taking care of her for so long. Uh huh. They knew that she wasn't going to bring enough to the table to be with somebody who was blue collar like myself. Uh huh. They tried to like offset that by still paying her bills. So, you know, because she was irresponsible, they still made it up. So to try to keep us together so money wouldn't be an issue. But ultimately, oh. made her undermine me because now she ain't got the fucking depend on me. Because her parents can do it. What the fuck you need your husband? And they you were know. doing it. Yeah. So, but, you know, that I'm sure everybody got their own opinion. You know, Chris crazy. You know, she came out there. He, you know, at the end of the day, mm-hmm. the shit didn't work. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's okay. I mean, I get it. That's, that's, that's reality. Got some way better pussy since then. So I'm glad I didn't get that. <sighs> you know what? Every time I'm ready to I'm like, just saying. You know, every time I'm ready to embrace that good. Wait, wait, wait. Look, every time I'm ready to embrace you and just like thank you for your transparency and you know what you bring to the show, you take that left, and I'm like <laughs> It's a podcast. Let me <laughs> let me off. gonna be out here being Doctor Fucking Phil. Pussy was whack. Shit, keep it one hundred. <sighs> hey, you signed that pay. You signed on that dotted line and said I do. Whack and all. What the fuck I did? What? I took my fucking mad fucking skinny ass down to the courthouse. And fucker said, I don't. Yeah, but nigga, you said I do to some whack pussy. Did you I think did. he was going to tame it and it was going to get better? Mm-mm. I thought the Lord was going to make sure I was going to be okay. Because I was going to church and I was doing everything right back then. Okay. So, <laughs> you know. <laughs> so I, you know, I, I felt like, you know, that wasn't a big thing. So you now, feel like it I don't bring no white pussy around me now. Did you feel like okay, the Lord is gonna make this pussy, you know, no, not whack if I, I marry to, her? No, I try to look beyond that. You know, I tried to find something in her empty head and could never find it. I'm not gonna talk about this girl. I don't even know who she is. Yeah. I'm not about somebody's black <laughs> pussy. I don't know. <laughs> 
Honey, let me tell you something. Okay. But I but I but it ain't no disrespect though. It's just like fuck her. You know what I'm saying? I mean, I get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So this is a good time to take a pause and talk about our black business of the week. I want to give a shout out to my loctician. As you all can see, every episode I've had the long hair, the wigs, the flowing. And today I was like, nah, I'm not in the mood for it. So shout out to Lucy Sams. She is my loctician. I think this is like my sixth month sister lock anniversary. So shout out to her for maintaining my sister locks for the past six months. She works at Marie Ash Hair Salon located at 6832 Morrison Boulevard in Charlotte, North Carolina. Please, uh, if you're not in the Charlotte, North Carolina area, you can really support the business by following them on Instagram um, at Marie Ash to you. And that's M-A-R-I-E-A-S-H, the number two, and the letter U. Um, their website is www.marie-ash.com. Again, that's Marie Ash, Certified Sister Lock Licensed Consultants. My loctician, her name is Lucy Sam. So shout out to Lucy for keeping my sister locks retightened. I am loving the process. It started out rough. I was like, oh, I don't know if I like this. But I'm definitely starting to embrace my natural hair journey. So shout out to Lucy. Thank you. If you're in the Charlotte area, if you're considering Sister Locks, please definitely hit up Marie Ash. Check out Lucy Sam's. I will promise you, you will not regret it. You said All my right. hairline, my hairline, not right. That what you said. I have said that in the past. Yeah, you know how I feel about your I hairline. Thought a, I, thought, I thought a hater said something. I thought a hater like, said something. I feel like my hairline is right intact. So we want to we want to go there. I'm 43. Let me That's explain. Let me explain something to you about your hairline. And I got braids. When your barbers cut your hairline correctly, I always give them their props. When they mess it up and cut it accordingly to how it's braided, that's when I have an issue. Your hairline should stay consistent. You see my hairline, my hairline good, right? It's good now. My hairline been good. Oh no. I'm say. It's been a few times your boy and then cut it according to the style and not according to your hairline. And you know who I'm talking about. Even though he your boy, he get lazy sometimes and he used to take advantage. Of the fact that he was your boy. Now, one time for the haters. Ain't no one time for the haters. You know, I'm always gonna be honest. You not gonna be out there looking raggedy when you was on my watch. I'm like, no, I don't care if that is your friend. He getting lazy because y'all friends. Now J. Cole dropped today. Make sure y'all yeah. listen to that J. Cole. Don't be listening to what Rain is saying about my hairline because that's whatever motherfucking no. hot for 43 nigga. It is because the barber cut it right. Shout out to the person that braided your hair. She did an excellent job. Now, some of those other fly-by-night beauty school rejects that you let braid your hair, 
it ain't always been that fly. So understand when you get somebody that does your hair some justice, I will always give them their props. Now, stay uh, out of those low budget beauty colleges. Yeah, you're right about that. Mm. All right, what are we talking about next? Asha asked me to be a paw bear. How you feel? God damn, that means I got to dress. Do I got to dress up now? Shit, I should have said no. How do you feel about that? I'm good. I hope it's on my good arm, though. You know what I'm saying? This motherfucker over here, I got to go on the other side. You just tell him what side you need to be on. Are you you okay with that? Can you, you know, are you going to be strong enough? How you feel about that? I know. God damn, I'm getting okay. I'm not talking about strong physically. I'm talking about strong enough mentally. Yeah. Okay. I used to kill people for a living. (laughs) This podcast, (laughs) this episode is all over the fucking place. (laughs) This is really like our this is really like our phone conversation. It just (laughs) you have a random thought. You'd be like, oh yeah. 17 and a half years ago on a Saturday at 2 p.m. Did you know I did this? Hey, some people just sit up and act like they the man of their house. Others motherfucking got bodies. This is a different kind of motherfucker. I'm just saying. What does it have to do with the price of cheese? (laughs) What are you talking about? I'm just saying. No, Lord. All right. I'm going to give you a topic to discuss. I had to get you refocused. All right. Saw this post on Facebook. What am I saying is I'm saying that if your job is to do a certain thing, it's going to mm-hmm. make you a certain kind of way. Okay. That's all. What is your job now? You retired. This podcast. Thank you. I'm glad you treat this podcast like a job. Ah, damn, I didn't want to come today. I know. <laughs> but you, 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 you soldiered through. Thank you. You know what I'm saying? Thanks for sending the company car. <laughs> <sighs> so let me tell you something. I went into, speaking of company, I went into the office today. I know. For the the first time in a long time. You get hit on? They can't really hit on me. Somebody knew who I was, even with my mask on. It was like, why you don't do my training? And I know who you are. One of the warehouse workers? Uh Uh-huh. So I went because our company is putting together... Uh, we're implementing this new virtual reality training. So I went to see it in action and I didn't put on the headphones because I get dizzy riding in the backseat of a car. I got dizzy watching them do the virtual reality, but it was really cool what they were doing, trying to uh, decrease the number of incidents and accidents with our safety team. But I will honestly tell you, it felt good getting up, getting dressed, putting on my lashes, having you know stopped got a little cup of coffee having somewhere to go now don't have to do it five days a week right mm-hmm. <laughs> you don't have to do it five days a y'all month. hiring y'all hiring we are yes we're hiring 
But I will tell you, like, I like I even saw one of my coworkers. Like, I see you think her. I can get on the board of directors. As you're blowing smoke. You think them crackers up there don't motherfucking? They do. They do coke. I yeah. think if you're trying to be on the board of directors, you can't be calling them crackers. Honkies. All right, Fred Sanford. Nevertheless, <laughs> it felt really good. Like I saw one of my coworkers. Um, I see her on our Microsoft Teams meeting, but it was just good to see her in person and just kind of say, hey, how are you? Give her a hug. Um, but again, I ain't got to go every day. I'll do like every other Friday just, uh, you know, for whatever in person it needs to be. But, you know, I enjoyed putting on makeup and having somewhere to go this morning. It was kind of cool. I'm like, you know. going to get you one of the warehouse workers again. What do you mean again? You know you like them warehouse workers. Oh my gosh! Don't stop. <laughs> you know you like them blue collar niggas. Oh, you know what? <laughs> so speaking of blue collar niggas, <laughs> my ex used to be so mad. <laughs> so before I met him, there was this guy I really, really liked him, and he was blue collar. They can come. And I think, I don't know if I told you, like, me and my friend Tiffany, we give all the guys that in our life code names. And I forgot. We used to call him the place where he used to work at. That was his code name. And so, you know me, I'm pretty open, right? If you ask me something, I'm going to tell you. So during this dating, I think he asked me about him. And I was like, oh, yeah, you know, we were in a relationship. And then he got married and, you know, whatever. He would get mad. He was like, you all, you only like them blue collared niggas. If that's what you want, <laughs> it should go be. <laughs> what he do? I was like, I'm not. We're not going there. I'm just saying that that we're not, job we're ain't not. no different. That's, I mean, he's <laughs> blue And I was like, well, what do you I'm have against? What do you have against blue collar? Like, I didn't see anything wrong with it because the guy. I think he was mad because I was like, well, he actually makes more money than you. So blue collar is working. That was me being petty. I should never have <laughs> said that. Knock your goddamn <laughs> wig off your fucking head. <laughs> That's right. I but you know. That was in the midst of a Especially if I'm paying a mortgage. You said that shit know? to me and I paid a fucking mortgage. I'm a fucking uh, fuck. Because I felt like how I feel like now. I'm like, you know, <sighs> love is love. It is what it is. I was like, even though he's blue collar, he made a really good living. I'm so immature because I wouldn't be able to. My motherfucker said that to me. But I was trying to make a point. Man, he was, you know. fucking points to be mad. You trying to fucking get killed is what you trying to fuck to do. <laughs> trying to get killed. <laughs> fucking patience you expect that man to have. I don't know. I don't I know. Like, what the fuck you say? Oh. I mean that it was petty. <laughs> I'll admit it was, but I remember I remember saying like he made good money. Oh, you need to go fucking be with him. Well, that's not an option, but <laughs> I don't know. I just felt like you know. I just I always felt like you know how I am. Like you know. Give everybody a fair chance and, you know, I don't know. But I will tell you this. 
I was driving the other day. I had dropped the kids off at school and I had this epiphany. Cause somebody, I got out the truck and somebody looked at me. It just, it was, oh, I think it was the teachers. They was like, you know, I like your truck. I bet you like it too. And I'm just like, you know, thanks. And so I start to think to myself, I'm thinking about something my therapist tell me. If I continue to grow, right, and be successful, because I want to, like, I want to continue to grow, be successful, grow my career. I have aspirations. Like, I want my doctorate degree. Am I, am I slowly but surely narrowing down the eligible bachelors that I could consider? Like, am I going to be with you? But this is a thing at this point. So this thing I used to always say, when I was renting an apartment, right? Mm -hmm. If you don't own a home, I can't say anything because I don't own a home either, right? I own a home. If I meet you and you don't own one, and you know we're talking about, okay, we're going to date, get married. I'm like, what you know are you going to say? I'm going to tell you, when your fucking AC go out, fucking figure it the fuck out, homeowner. Well, this is what I'm, no, <laughs> but, but this is what I'm saying, like, the first thing I think in my house, <laughs> this is me. This is being selfish. This is like, this is a thought I had. Am I being selfish? Cause I'm like, I, you know how I feel about bedrooms. If you got four people living in the house, it needs to be four bedrooms. If me and my husband, we're going to have like our bedroom, but you're going to need your space. Cause I'm going to need mine. So I'm like, me, you don't even take up that much space. What are you even I don't, about? but I'm just thinking, like, you know, <laughs> would I date somebody now who <laughs> was like not a homeowner or just couldn't be? Or like when you think about vehicles, like would you date somebody with a raggedy car? Like, do guys I got a car right now? Stop. Do guys think the same way? Like, if they pushing like a you know, there are a lot of cars. Mm-hmm. Would you date a chick whose car is rusted out, muffler, yep. Yep. Blah, 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 blah. Might be a woman of the Lord. That woman might be a, you never know what that woman could do in her life. And that's the thing. And I think I feel so pressured by society because imagine me meeting a guy who was like riding a bike. Like I that's actually told, I told my friends okay. one day, I was like, I saw this guy riding a bike. I was like, he wasn't bad looking, but he was riding a bike. Was that his only mode of transportation? He might have been like, riding for exercise. That's I know. I, I know. This is what I'm saying. <laughs> These are all the thoughts that you had. And I'm like, when he women. got a nice bike. That means he fucking probably got a good job. But I don't know what a nice bike is if I look at it. But I'm just saying, so as women age, right? As their mm-hmm. age, as they become more successful. Do they become more intimidating to men not as successful to them? Mm-hmm. I, I just You're the most that. successful woman I know. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know some successful people. Not really. <laughs> I'm not going to hit you. Oh. 
every time. <laughs> All right. So again, another post I saw on Instagram. No, I think I saw it on Facebook. So this is one of those, is this right or wrong? And I want to know your opinion on this. Mm-hmm. Showing affection in front of children to your <laughs> partner. Is this right or wrong? And how far does this showing of affection go? Because we've so talked. I don't, I, don't, I don't think you should be disrespectful. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Like, I don't think you should be gyrating. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't think nothing wrong with a peck. Mm-hmm. I don't think nothing wrong with that. Fuck them okay. kids. But, like, I don't think that you should be, like, you know, ass smacking and, you know, tonguing. And I don't think you should do that in front of the kids. But, you know, a peck, hug, I don't think nothing wrong with that. Okay. Okay. So, like, the picture that I'm looking at, I know you all can't see it. Like, it's two kids, and they're standing, like, with their eyes closed. And the man and the woman, they're kissing. Now, his hands are on her ass, but they're not, like, cupping her ass, right? It's Mm -hmm. just an embrace. And so I thought about that, because I remember I used to date a guy. He had two daughters. And I don't know if it's different if you have sons or daughters. He was like, even if he married, he never believed in showing affection in front of his daughters because he was like, you know, he didn't think it was appropriate. Well, no, even when he was married, he didn't think it was appropriate. And I was like, well, you know, even when you were married to their mom, he was like, no, I don't think they need to see it. I said, well, how do you demonstrate a loving relationship? He was like, you do it some other way, but you don't need to see, you know, they never need to see. I'm sure they was fucking way before he thought they would. I don't know, but I just thought, you know, people have different opinions about that because I always wonder, like, if you're a mom and you have kids and you're dating, do you show affection to somebody you're dating in front of the kids or do you just reserve that for after marriage? Like, you know, this is your stepdad, you know, the husband. Now it's okay. Do you show affection? Do you do a peck or a hug with somebody you're dating? And so I then think that type of stuff is built over time. Okay. You know I mean? This is built over time. The more the kids get comfortable with you, the, the more that you can do those type of things. Okay. You ever had a kid say, Ew, don't do that to my mom. I don't give a fuck about them kids. <laughs> you fucking stay up long enough, you fucking learn something from your mama. That's what I gotta say to them kids. All right, so we have joked. We have Did gotten you ignore serious. it? You, you, you heard me. You, how many times you gonna say fuck them kids? No, I said if the kid, I told the kids that they stay up long enough, your mama can teach you something. What the mama gonna teach you? Yeah, I'm gonna, I'm gonna ignore you because I know. <laughs> All I say is, no, you ask won't. somebody. <laughs> Ask somebody what. <laughs> All right. So this is funny. That's right? the letter C. <laughs> so because we've, you know, we've touched you see on the letter H. 
No, we don't. Did you like the sound out? <laughs> Look, she came by and said, can you shout me out on the show and tell everybody I'm funny? No. <laughs> She's been sending me text messages to me and her brother talking about the definition of a joke. <laughs> Cause she says she's funny and we just don't understand her comedy. I'm like, that's annoying. That's not funny. What means? <laughs> like she'll go into his room and take his phone while it's on Bluetooth and turn it to something. She like, that's not funny. Like in what world is that? Fun? That's just annoying. Hmm. <laughs> okay. So. We've touched on a lot of heavy stuff, right? And I was going to close this off with something kind of deep, but I want both of us to leave tonight's episode in good spirits. So I'm going to tell my story. Making a donation to what? Me. I make donations into your life, your soul on a daily basis. Oh, Okay. Now, so let me tell you this. Oh, my soul. Yeah, yeah. So I, I want to talk about the funniest story you have dealing with sex and your mom. What? <laughs> so let me tell you. So I'm going to tell sex and who? And your mom. So I'm going to, yes, I'm going to tell you all my funny story. So I don't have none. You do. No, I'm going to tell you this story and then you can tell me if you don't have one. Because I, I thought about that. So this time period, I was pregnant with my firstborn. So it was probably 2007, early 2007. And I was living in an apartment in Greensboro. And so I was moving from a one bedroom to a two because I wanted to be able to have space for people to come and visit. And I know I was going to need help taking care of the baby. And my mom was going to be spending a lot of time there. My dad, his wife, my friends. So I was like, I'm in a two bedroom. Mm -hmm. So I'm telling my mom, you ain't really got to do nothing. Just chill out. It's my mom. Like I'm pregnant, but I'm just taking over because literally I'm moving across the street. So we're just putting stuff in the back of my truck, just a little small stuff, because I had the moving people come in. Or maybe my ex, I think he came move the big stuff. So she's in the bedroom, and I'm saying, don't unpack nothing. Just sit the boxes in there. Of course, Grammy do what she want to do. I can't tell her nothing. And all I hear is, oh, Lord. And she was like, I'm done. I'm done. I go in there. I'm like, what's wrong? <laughs> she found the box with the big, like, 10-inch plastic dildo that sticks on the wall. <laughs> I'm like, I told you <laughs> not to unpack nothing. Why did you open the box? Like, she was shook. <laughs> she was. You think it's appropriate <laughs> to talk about this the week after Mother's Day? <laughs> Yeah, so I should have talked about it the week before Mother's Day, all because I wanted to say, tell your funniest <laughs> mama story. Honey, let me tell you something. When we get off the phone, this podcast, I know she's not going to be up, so I'm about to call her tomorrow. I'm going to rehash that with her because that was funny. Because I told her, you don't have to open up boxes, right? 
I don't need you to do that. You don't have to do nothing. So here she go. I want to help. She opened that box had a big old chocolate. And it was one that you stick on the wall. And I don't even think I had used it. It was a gift from like a baby shower or something. But it was, yes. it was like cute. Yeah. It was like a gag gift from a baby shower. It was huge. And you stick on the wall. I heard her say, I'm done. <laughs> and every once in a while I think about it and I call him like Grammy. Remember that time you signed <laughs> it just it just makes me laugh. I'm like, sis, I told you not to open that box, but why you do it? You need to be drug tested right now. <laughs> why? Nothing wrong with you. Ain't nothing wrong. Nothing at all. That was hilarious. Anyway, you don't have any funny stories? Hell no. Okay. I'm talking about nothing about my mama and sex on this fucking show. Well, I didn't say it was your mama having sex. I'm just saying, you know, when you get older. You know what? I do. I got a funny story. So when I was younger. My dad, you know, I guess he used to take these Polaroid pictures of his ex-wife. And somehow I found them and I kept them. <laughs> and I used to put them and I put them in my room and I used to jack off looking at them. <laughs> True story. <laughs> Did your mama ever find out? No, this my I, this is when I lived in Georgia. Wait a minute. My dad's wife. Wait a minute. The woman when you used to live there, it was who he was married to at that time. And mm -hmm. he would take pictures and you somehow I found them. I found like two or three of them and I kept them. Because it was doubles, you know, back then you get it, you know, you did yeah, thing, you it know, was you like more than one, so it was like one for everybody. So I took mine. <laughs> <laughs> mm -hmm. Oh, what do you think he would have done if he had found he out? No, he didn't know, did he? He had to, <laughs> why? Because he knew <laughs> his I'm other missing. pictures was missing. I I had it. <laughs> Out of all the pictures, like you didn't use the JC Penny catalog, you used I used that bitch. <sighs> you know, she was a little thick country girl back then. She was a little fine back in the day. Oh Lord. <laughs> <laughs> I told you I ain't never said I was I wasn't shit. I never said I wasn't shit. Never said I wasn't shit. I've just become a better version of not being shit. A better version that ain't shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? On that note. <laughs> Have any that's, a, that's a nasty shit, huh? <laughs> it 
<laughs> I ain't even thinking about how nasty that was. Who we just talk about it? Well, a dirty little kid, huh? I think all boys just, you know. Oh yeah. Every I little was, thing. I was a horny little guy. I was a horny motherfucker. <laughs> you know what? Okay, one more question. It will end it. Mm-hmm. Did your I don't care remember if we talked about this. Maybe we did. Did your parents ever have the formal the talk, like the birds and the bees, sex, or did you just learn by Polaroids and scrambled TV on mm-hmm. Cinemax? They taught us at school. So you learned from the video at school. Mm-hmm. Fifth grade, permission slip. Who's so they sent the permission slip home from my daughter, who's in the fourth. Had a boner the whole day. So went back home, telling my mom about everything. Well, so this is what I want to do. I want to have the talk with her before. Like, I don't want her to learn anything new from a video that I have not already told her. Because I guess you do it in the fourth and fifth grade. Mm-hmm. So I'm definitely going to have that conversation. I was like, oh. She probably already know. You know, she's learning a lot of stuff off TikTok. So I'm having to already do damage control from She'd be like, Mom. I feel like I feel like I was around her one time and she told you she knew some stuff. She probably did. <laughs> I mean, she she grown. That have been here before. Now, she has definitely been here before. But mm-hmm. I just think Scary. like, you know, I learned stuff from that video too. And then when it was time for me, you know, when things happened, I didn't talk to my mom about it. I'm like, oh, I learned that in school. And I don't want her, like, I want... I've never had a problem talking to my mama about nasty stuff. Yeah, but did she come and talk to you? Did she ever say, hey, look, this is what's happening. This is why you get an erection. The blood flows mm-hmm. here. Nah, nah, come on, man. Nah, she ain't what? say all that. She said, don't bring no white girls home. <laughs> With every that black was... mother, she said to her son. Yeah, that, that used to be the cardinal rule. <laughs> You know, now y'all just getting got soft. No, well, you know. Fucking texting a nigga. Tell your son, don't bring no white girl home. But you know, what it is is that whenever you tell them not to do something, they're going to do it. I mean, if you say. I've never been with a white girl. But I'm just saying, it just goes like, if your parents be like, I remember me, oh, I really like that person. Mm, I don't like them. <laughs> It over. You like them. I don't like them. So I did been with my share of hood chicks. You know, if that's what you like, that's what you like. And entry level chicks. And what? Entry level professional chicks. Entry level professionals. Well, I think at at every stage, I mean, at some point you were entry level chicks. Entry level right now. I'm entry level right now, but you know, if a judge trying to get hooked, if a judge, mm, I want to live in a good neighborhood. Oh, well, then I guess you better leave the entry level in the hood, rat chicks alone, huh? Damn. I made a vow. Well, I'll have to see that. <laughs> I had to see that with my own eyes. Cause... Mm-hmm. You got a, a hankering for the <sighs> the beauty college. 
You gonna close this like out? Your daughter might be her the booty, <laughs> the beauty no. college one day. Don't be like that. She she can go after she get a degree. Same thing my mama told me. If you want to take up a trade, you can go to learn how to be a business owner first. I don't think she listen to you now, so I don't know why you think she's gonna listen to you then. But you know, <laughs> sounds good. Would you like to close <laughs> us out with any final thoughts? <laughs> Anything you want to say to the people? Hmm. LeBron, get back. We need you, baby. We need you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I better need him for next year. <laughs> All right. So we are closing now with the fact that LeBron is uh, <laughs> done for this season. <laughs> no, he's not. Come on, he, LeBron. Come he, on, needs, he needs to chill out and be ready for next year. It was too much this year. Between when they stopped playing and when they had to start playing again, their bodies just didn't get enough rest. LeBron is you're right. You're right. But guess what? We what? just gonna have to go down fighting. All right. I don't want to hear this negativity. These you don't want to sprinkle um, fucking blowing water in here. <laughs> fucking whole house is cursed. <laughs> it's like fucking them up in here. My truck don't fucking work. Sprinklers leaking every goddamn where. Shit. Oh, so wait a minute. Have you finished watching them? Mm, that shit's scary. Okay. So when we both finish, let's talk about that for an episode. Because the topic that I was going to close us out with okay. fits very well with them. So we'll have an episode dedicated to them. Okay, this I'll, a lot I'll finish it up and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about them. All right. All right. Well, that is it for tonight. Thank you for everybody who joined us on Facebook. You can follow us on Instagram. It's Complicated the Podcast. Episodes are also available on YouTube, Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon Music, and a few other places where you can find podcasts. Thank you for hanging out with us. Hope you all had fun. Hope you all enjoyed the show. If you have a complicated situation, that you'd like for us to discuss, please shoot us an email at itscomplicatethepodcast at gmail.com. As usual, my co-host is over there being himself. I, I'm, I can't even make an excuse for that. Anyway, but he is one half of the show. He makes the show. Thank you, co-host. I appreciate you for hanging out with me on this Friday evening. And everybody to join us. Have a good evening. It's kind of I got to bed. I got school tomorrow. Shit. Good night. <laughs>